This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today, for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to reach out to us on our website, www. KramerInvestmentServices.com, spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. And while on our website, feel free to click on the media library and radio tabs where you can see the past couple of podcast shows. And for subscribers to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can view all of our past shows. We're here to help. If you'd like to schedule a a one-on-one appointment, uh, we can do virtual meetings in person at either one of our two locations, or just answer basic questions that you have over the phone. We're here to help. So our topic today is going to be on the January stock market blues. Year to date, we've got a down market. We're definitely in what we call correction territory. And we're going to go over the reasons for that. We're going to talk about specifically the Federal Reserve and U.S. federal government's role, which has had a part to play in this. Uh, We're going to talk about the supply chain problems that we have and tensions in Eastern Europe. Are are stocks overpriced or are they priced right about where they should be these days? And what, more importantly, do we do when the stock market is down? But before we get into this topic, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Short. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, Jim, and uh, great to be here with you. Thanks again for having me on the show Wow, that's quite a litany of <laughs> things that are happening and a list of what we need to talk about today. I mean, uh, you really went for it there. I, we've got a lot to talk about because there's a lot going on. Um, I actually, uh, as of the when we're recording the show, as of today, I saw on CNBC that it's the worst month for the market, uh, the biggest drop since March of 2020, which was the big drop when COVID really hit home. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the markets been, are not good right now. We've had it very good for the last, you know, year and a half or so. Oh yeah. Uh, investors yeah. have been spoiled, but you know, there's always going to be these down periods, Tony. That's true. And it happens and we're, we've just been spoiled. I think that's why people are like, Oh no, the sky is falling. But really, you know, a, a lot of experts have been saying there's going to be an adjustment. There's going to be a bear market. It just depends how much of a bear market, you know, and that That's really, right. exactly. I mean, there's an official, uh, official definition of a bear market, but really, uh, to some people, a bear market is a drop of 5%, right? And to others, right. to others, a bear market's a drop of 20%, but I think it depends on your specific situation as you're always reminding us. 
Yes, absolutely. The Each individual has a different version of that. That's something I always talk about with my clients is, you know, to you, what would be a catastrophic situation? And that gets into our risk tolerance quizzes that we do. And it's important to follow that. So as we go through time periods like this, you know, what do we do? Um, well, it's going to be relative to your situation. I do not have a one size fits all. Here's what everybody should do. And if if I could see the world, if I could see the future, Tony, then all of this would be easy. And we wouldn't really focus on the risk management side of investing. It would be like all about where do we go to make the most money? Yeah, well, there you go. And of course, it's asset allocation, where your money's at. And really, I think, uh, Jim, our listeners out there are probably asking, you know, is my retirement, are my retirement funds, is my retirement savings at risk? And that's what they're worried about when they see the market go down. Typically, it's money that they're saving for retirement. And I know this is what you specialize in. And having a plan in place, uh, I know your clients don't need to worry when the market goes down like this because they've got a plan, uh, a long-term plan, right? That's right. I try to do a proactive plan. I do not try to put all my clients' assets in the hottest type of investment around. Stocks have been tremendous over the last oh, yeah. you know, decade, uh, performing way better than any other type of asset or investment out there. Uh, but if a client has the stomach for it, if, they, if their situation justifies it, then you know, we go with it and realizing, you know, what could go wrong. And I'm always doing stress tests with my clients. What if these situations happen? If they say, no, I can't stomach through something like that, then we need to reduce some of our holdings of stocks to what degree is dependent upon their situation. And so this is, this is the reason why we want to have this discussion today. Uh, Tony, I know you had a, a good weekend of watching football. Same thing here. It was the most amazing weekend for NFL viewing that I think uh, we've ever had. It was that good. Um, but that said, let's talk about stocks because I know a lot of people are worried right now. So our first thing I want to mention here is obviously stocks are down. Well, yep. the S&P 500 year to date is down right now as of this moment. This is January 24th. Uh, midday, it is down 10% for the year, just in the month of January. We have the Dow Jones is down about 8 to 9% for the year. And the NASDAQ stock exchange is down about 12%. So right there, when we cross the 10% barrier, we're in what we call correction territory. But really, downturns of 20% or less are quite normal and happen quite frequently at times. And even though over the last decade, We've seen tremendous growth in the stock market. We've had, a, on a number of occasions, a decline of about 20%. So this is all par for the course. Right now, we're about halfway there. And we don't know, of course, when this, the bleeding is going to stop. But let's talk about some of the, the, the reasons why we're seeing this. And first off, we have to talk about COVID. COVID is the number one reason why we're seeing this. And that is because of the government global shutdowns that have occurred over the last uh, not quite two years. We had more so shutdowns in 2020 and 2021. We are seeing certain parts of the globe shut down due to COVID. 
And that has a repercussion when it comes to what we call that supply chain. So uh, certainly during that period of time, uh, companies that were ordered to shut down couldn't produce products. At the same time, as we're recovering and as we're nearing what we call full employment, you know, we're almost back to where we were with the economy, with unemployment back to January of 2020. Uh, we have a lot of people with money on hand that are looking to spend, but we don't have the products still that are back on track. It's been further exacerbated by you know certain things, I believe, and this is argument. This is uh, something that we could debate. Uh, I think the federal government has certainly had a role in creating this uh, supply chain problem even further. Um, but we have to talk about now what the Federal Reserve what their role is, because they have a tremendous impact on what the economy does. And when the initial onset of COVID happened, they dropped interest rates. That had a tremendous impact on stocks. As people abandoned the bond market, as people abandoned money in the bank, and it went and flooded into the stock market. And over the last, not quite two years, but more like a year and a half, we saw tremendous gains just absolutely tremendous gains in the stock market. Stock market grew way ahead of itself because uh, corporate earnings, which is really important to how well stocks do in the long run, were way behind. You know, a year ago, we had the stock market that was incredibly overpriced. And now I'm going to, uh, we'll talk about this in a bit. I think we're much more back into the reasonable territory with stocks that we actually did need a little bit of a correction. And we're right there. We are seeing really good corporate earnings. But the, the economy has improved in one aspect, that un, unemployment that at one point was in the double digits is now down below 4%. We're almost where we were in January of 2020, with one exception, the labor participation rate, where there's many individuals that were in the, the, the employment sector, now they're, they're outside, they're not really looking for employment these days. Uh, those people are just choosing not to look for work. So that doesn't get right. applied in the unemployment. But for those who are looking, we're in a pretty healthy situation with unemployment. So yeah, there's a lot are. of people with take-home pay. They're spending yeah. money. But there's oh, not availability of all the products. Way down. I mean, yeah, it, unemployment it, is great. So that's good. So in one aspect, the Federal Reserve has met half their target. The other part of this is the inflation rate. Their target has been 2%. They believe that at a 2% inflation rate with full employment, it's an ideal situation for the economy. But because of the supply chain problem, we've got inflation up near 7% according to the consumer price index. I think it's a little higher than that. And the question is, how long will that continue? And so therefore, to help combat that, the Federal Reserve has decided to raise interest rates. And as soon as they made that decision that they were going to start to in the year 2022, raise interest rates at least three times of, uh, it will be as much as a three quarters of a percent increase to interest rates, which really, Tony, that's not that much. Um, that's started to spook the market a little bit. And then with the Federal Reserve Chairman's comments that inflation may be longer than what they originally thought and may well last well in through 2022. And if it isn't resolved, that it could result in a recession, that sent back the market. And we've been on a tailspin ever since as a result of that. So the fear is interest rates are going to go up much more than three quarters of a percent, which could give stock market investors more options as to where to put their money. 
You might see a rise in the interest rate at banks. Uh, the bond market might look more attractive. People might start flooding the money in the precious gold, uh, precious metals. And we've seen a little bit of that this month where precious metals have risen in price, but the bond market is still suffering. There's a lot of money just sitting there at the banks right now. So people kind of you know, took their profits. So the Federal Reserve had a role to play in this. So they're involved in what we call contraction uh, policy. They're trying to contract the economy to reduce inflation. Mm. But on the other hand, you've got the federal government, Tony, and they're in expansionary fiscal policy right now. You've got the federal government that's spending money way more than what they're taking in. And you've got, at the other hand, the Federal Reserve doing the exact opposite. These two things are in contrast with one another. And it gives a lot of the big money investors a lack of confidence when you have the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government not on the same page. One way to resolve this issue is for the Federal Reserve, U.S. government, to talk to each other and get on that same page. Because you can't have one in contraction mode and the other one in expansion mode. And I would say to you, we'd have a much better situation here if, and this again, this is my opinion, this is not fact, uh, the government stops the stimulus money. Then the, the, if the Federal Reserve will to, were to re- keep interest rates where they're at, it'll calm the stock market. When you're having two forces competing with one another or sort of colliding with one another, uh, you're not getting the job done. And all you're doing is adding to our federal deficit. So the way I think the best move to go here is instead of trying to contract businesses with higher interest rates on loans, at the very time you're trying to get the supply chain back on track, last thing you want to do is raise interest rates. I mean, you're not only going to reduce consumer spending because their interest rates are going up, but you're also going to contract the supply chain even further with higher interest rates on loans means employers are not going to expand and try to offer and entice uh, a population that might not be working right now to come back to work with those higher interest rates. It's just bad all over the board here. So I wish that the federal government would kind of get on the same page with the federal reserve and kind of have a, a decision as to where do we really want to go? Uh, because uh, what the Biden administration is thinking of doing and what the Federal Reserve is, is complete contrast to one another. Right. And so uh, obviously there's a lot to think about here. And, you know, people are concerned. It's, and it's not just the market, right? It's inflation. It's uh, the economy. Uh, but certain things are going well, uh, like you said. I mean, uh, unemployment. There are some good things out there. Uh, but yeah, you, there really is, Tony. You need to be careful, though, and have a plan in place. That way, uh, good or bad, you don't have to worry about your finances because you've got a plan, right? Right. So while I just talked about some of the things that are negative right now, yeah, uh, let's talk about what's positive yeah. at this point. And the, the thing is, is that corporate profits, which are what mainly drives the stock market. Right. It's not right. necessarily how well the economy is doing, mm-hmm. but- are corporations that are publicly traded, how are they doing? And the truth is right now they're doing quite well. And when we look back, we can go all the way back to January of 2020. We had the the price to earnings ratio of the S&P 500 was at 25 to one. Now, historically that's high, but we saw at a certain point in 2021 that the PE ratio 
we got to as high as 40 to 1. So 40 times earnings was the P.E. ratio. That meant that the price of the stocks were getting very pricey relative to corporate profits. And that's a good measurement as to how well we're doing with our stock market. Not that we're beating records, you know, getting to new highs. That's not so important as to our corporate earnings catching up with the rise in prices of the stocks. And now we've just seen with this 10% correction, we're exactly where we were two years ago, which tells me we're right where we should be with the stock market. And previous to that, even though the stock market was doing great, uh, it was way ahead of itself. And eventually it comes back down to earth. And that's where we are right now. Good thing is corporate profits are still doing good. People are still spending money. Nothing has impacted the economy yet. We have high inflation. The good thing is wages have kept up with that rise in inflation. Can you imagine the situation, Tony, if we had a 7% inflation rate, but wages weren't growing at all? I yeah. mean, we'd be headed wow. towards recession territory. Well, and that's yeah, what the Federal sure. Reserve is worried about. Because yeah. the Federal Reserve is thinking to themselves, you know, if we keep up with high inflation, I doubt employers are going to be able to keep up. And then all of a sudden, consumer spending is going to drop. So that's the concern here. That's what really is driving all of this is COVID caused inflation. Inflation is causing this downturn right now because the Federal Reserve is trying to combat it. That's what's adding to this issue here. And again, if the government, the federal government was on the same page, a lot of this could have been avoided. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a lot of it could have. And uh, it's too bad that this all has to happen this way. And uh, we'll have to see how things play out now. I mean, it's crazy. There, things change every day. But all that is just one more reason, uh, the good and the bad, to work with a trusted financial services professional like yourself. And t why don't you, Jim, tell our listeners out there how they can get a hold of you and how you can help them. Well, if you'd like to schedule an appointment, and especially during a time like this, uh, if you're concerned about your financial situation, talk to a good financial services representative, one who's a fiduciary. I'm an investment advisor. I work as a financial planner for my clients. I'm, I, I'm not beholden to any one company. Uh, I'm completely independent. And if you want to set up a a free no obligation consultation. You can do that with me, uh, especially be if right now, before I get into the tax season where there's a lot of things that as an investment advisor, I get involved in with accountants. Uh, you can schedule that now for me. Normally I would charge a $500 uh, planning fee waived if, if it's scheduled soon. You can always call me if you have questions, but I will tell you this, like Tony on Saturday, I got into, into the office and I'm looking at my clients' situations and I'm reaching out to them. Uh, this is the difference between, I believe, a good uh, financial services or professional and someone who isn't, is how hard do they work for you when things are going poorly, like the stock market? Um, how good are they at helping to put together a plan that allays some of your fears? And if there is a problem, how do we make those corrections? Always the best time to do it is when the market is up. Uh, doing contrary to what most people do is if we need to make changes, best to do it then. If we need to get more conservative, you know, I was making a lot of changes with my clients before this downturn happened. So a lot of my clients are good. Uh, certain individuals, we always have to re-go over the plan. Is there anything that's changed with them? And uh, 
Uh, this is a part of what I do. I enjoy it. Um, and it's very important that you, the representatives reach out to their clients when situations like this are happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really, really important. So, um, you know what, uh, we're, we're almost out of time. We got a few minutes left here. Is there anything else you want to add on this topic before we go? No, just, uh, callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. And for callers in Illinois, our McHenry number is 815-331-8096. Reach out, uh, give us a call if you have any questions or if you wish to schedule a meeting with us. All right. Thanks, Jim. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.